Welcome. This is Ram Forward, a weekly podcast about the Los Angeles Rams. Hosted by two guys in California and Florida, it's LA Rams coast to coast. Hello again, I'm Forrest Kelly, three and a half hours west of the 50-yard line of SoFi Stadium in SoCal. And I'm Mark LZ Rams in northeast Florida, bracing for a hurricane. We are going to uh, preview the San Francisco 49er and L.A. Ram game coming up on uh, Monday evening. But first, let's get to our trivia question. This was a good one. I remember this one very well. Today's question is about the 1979 L.A. Rams, the first Rams team to play in the Super Bowl. In 1979, we won our 7th straight NFC West Championship. We had a lot of injuries in the regular season and had a losing record most of the way, but eventually got everyone healthy and led by quarterback Vince Ferragamo, we won four of the last five regular season games to win the West. Then we beat the Cowboys in Dallas and the Bucks in Tampa to reach the Super Bowl. Two players on that team led the defense with five interceptions each, namely. Let's, uh, as always, let's kick off with uh, defense, Mark. Okay, well, my thoughts on Morris's Charmin defense, um, I still don't like it. We play too much zone, and we play too far off the receivers. He doesn't blitz enough, and he doesn't stunt enough on the DL. The problem with bend but don't break is that the defense is on the field for long periods of time as teams matriculate the ball down the field, as Hank Stram would say, with those five, six-yard passes. This defense will be worn out by Thanksgiving if they're going to be on the field so much every game. That's a long-term deleterious effect of bend but don't break that doesn't show up in the box score. Even though we beat the Cards, the time of possession was 34-26 to in favor of the Cardinals. Next, we will likely play more of the same against the 49ers. The Niners have given us trouble the past three seasons because of their ability to run the ball down our throats. I don't see that happening Monday for two reasons. First, because the Niners' leading rusher is Jeff Wilson, who is not an elite back. Secondly, the emergence of A. Sean Robinson as a run-stuffing defensive lineman, coupled with tackling machines Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner at inside linebacker, will make it hard for anyone to rush on us. So the Niners have a weaker run game than they've had in recent years, while we have bolstered our run defense. Next, if we contain the run game as I expect, that will leave it up to Jimmy Garoppolo to carry the load, and frankly, I don't think he's good enough to do it. In my view, he's a mediocre quarterback, given to bad decisions and errant passes. He'll have to bring his A game for the Niners to win. Pro Bowl left tackle Trent Williams is expected to miss the game with a high ankle sprain, making it even tougher for the Niners to pass. Looking at our defensive personnel, we're okay up front with A.D. Gaines and A. Sean Robinson. The inside linebackers will be Wagner and Jones. Hollins will be at one outside linebacker spot. Leonard Floyd and Terrell Lewis are dinged up, so we may see Tack McKinley get more snaps than he got last week as Morris rotates guys in and out. The cornerback situation continues in flux. Ramsey is fine, but number two cornerback Darian Kendrick is in concussion protocol following a head injury versus the Cardinals. Grant Haley is cornerback number three. I am not sure about the status of David Long, Sean Jolly, or Kobe Durant. The top two safeties are Scott and Rapp. If Fuller is back, he'll be safety number three. If not, it'll be Terrell Burgess again. While the Niners have several good receivers, including tight end George Kittle, and wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, their best player is wide receiver Debo Samuel, who's off to a somewhat slow start with only 242 yards from scrimmage this season. The Niners line him up all over the field, and he will pose a problem for Morris. The Rams will not be able to have Ramsey follow him all over the field, but I imagine we'll see that bend-but-don't-break scheme again. 
I'm okay with that. Just keep the defensive backs a few yards closer to the wide receivers. Garoppolo, like most mediocre NFL quarterbacks, can throw a five-yard out pattern reasonably well. Yeah, I don't want to see that pitch and catch. Let's go to the uh, hint on the on the trivia question. Two guys on the 79 Rams had five picks. One was an outside linebacker and the other was a safety. That should kind of narrow it down, give you a little clue there. Outside linebacker. Who was the outside linebacker for? The Rams will give you the answer coming up. All right, go ahead, okay. uh, Mark, on, the, uh, on our strength here on our offense. Okay, well, we'll talk about the personnel first. Uh, the O-line seems to be getting some continuity. Should be the same group, no boom. Edwards, Shelton, Alaric Jackson, and Havenstein. Havenstein was dinged up against the Cardinals, but came back to finish the game. I've been mentioning, as I've been mentioning in all these podcasts, McVay is playing essentially just 12 guys on offense. They'll have the same guys, Stafford at quarterback, Cup and Robinson as our top wide receivers, Higby at tight end, Muscaronic at that hybrid wide receiver running back position, and a platoon of Henderson and Akers at running back. I would expect Malcolm Brown at running back, wide receiver Brandon Powell, and tight end Kendall Blanton to get just a few snaps each periodically during the game. I want to give my take on the running back situation. The majority of posters on Turf Show Times favor Cam Akers over Daryl Henderson by about a 60-40 split. I'm not one of them. I favor Henderson, and here's why. One, Henderson has the higher yards per carry average. This is in his career, including the playoffs, 4.42 versus 3.84. Henderson is a better pass catcher. It was Henderson, not Akers, whom McVay used at wide receiver in the Super Bowl when OBJ went down. Henderson is a better blocker. It was Akers who was benched in game two for refusing to block, whereas Henderson likes sticking his shoulders into rushers. He's kind of a running back version of Muscaronic. He doesn't just give a, a lane pushing with the arms. He sticks his shoulders into the defenders to protect Stafford, and I like that. And finally, Henderson protects the ball better. He's never fumbled in over 400 career touches, while Akers has fumbled four times in only 300 uh, career touches. Now, had Akers not gotten hurt last year, he would probably be as good or better than Henderson, but he did get hurt, and reality is reality. It seems obvious to me that Henderson is the better back. I think McVay wants to use them equally, as Akers has 30 carries and Henderson 27 so far. I like both players and want to see them both do well. I just trust Henderson more. My guess is that Akers will get more carries than Henderson on Monday because he is a more physical runner. He played well against the Cardinals, and McVay feels he needs to get him going. Next, I think the Rams should throw a few quick passes to Allen Robinson early in the game. Whenever the Niners are in soft zone, Stafford should audible and throw a quick pass to Robinson. Lots of times when guys are involved early in the game, it gets them going. So the Rams should make a conscious effort to get passes to Allen Robinson early in the game to try to get his production improved. The Rams' run game came alive in the second half versus the Cardinals. While Akers did run well, much of the credit has to go to wide receivers Cooper Cup and Muscarana. Cup has always been a good blocker, and now he has a partner in crime in the Moose. McVay calls the Moose a maniac because he blocks like a guard and can really stick it to defenders. Right now, he is blocking as well as any Rams wide receiver I have ever seen, and that will help the Rams' running attack. Also, he showed some nice wheels on a long catch and run in the game against the Cardinals. Finally, I still want to see more creativity from McVay. I'll say it every podcast if I have to, but we need more pre-snap motion, more rollouts, more screens, and the occasional flea flicker. Yeah, I agree with uh, pretty much everything you said there. Allen Robinson just seems to be not only not involved, but he seems to be just disinterested and kind of confused. As uh, we saw last week, he got going a little bit with some catches, but uh, the ones that he missed were just 
Really embarrassing. So, uh, your summary and prediction for our uh, our game? Well, this will be a key game for us because it is against an NFC West rival and a team that has given us fits the past three years. Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number in recent years. He's one of the few coaches who's done that. But I think that changes this year. I already mentioned why I think we'll stop the run. Bend but don't break is predicated on the opposition quarterback making mistakes. I think that's exactly what will happen. On offense, McVay will likely continue with his vanilla schemes, but should be good enough to win. So I am predicting another clean game for Stafford, and unless some special team gaffe kills us, we'll win 27-17. The answer to our trivia question, the two players who recorded five interceptions to lead the 79 Rams were no relation to Jack, outside linebacker Jim Youngblood, and free safety Nolan Cromwell. This has been the Ram Forward Podcast. We ask that you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you really like the show, feel free to write a review.